This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win, order now on the McDonald's app. And you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Strap yourself in, because we're set up, switched on, and ready to go. You are watching Leicester Till I Die TV. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Lester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on you foxes! Leicester City 2, Chelsea 0. We are top of the league. And this is Leicester Till I Die TV. Yes, we did. We won. How are we feeling? Okay, so it might only be till tomorrow night, but you never know. And we are one point ahead of this stage in 2015-16. Are you dreaming yet? We are, and like I say, you are watching Leicester Till I Die TV. You can catch us live on YouTube, uh, Leicester Till I Die TV, obviously. Please give us a subscribe, uh, uh, or that little subscribe button, a click, and follow us. Um, Periscope and Twitter, at Leicester TID. Facebook group, obviously, Leicester Till I Die. And if you're watching this on, or you're listening to one if you want to listen to us on uh, Catch Up, uh, your favourite podcast, Flat Platform, I can't speak. And honestly, 
This is just Coke. There's no vodka in it. <laughs> Your favorite podcast platform. I need to I need to practice this. I really do. I need to go to rehearsals. Uh, Apple iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, and Google. And uh, like I say, it is up there. Lester till I die on all of those. Uh, how are we feeling? How are we feeling? Let's just say good evening to Max. Um, yeah, top of the league. We certainly are. Um, we've got a hello. Uh, I'm not sure who this is because you've not signed in and you've not put your name on it, but hello back to you. Brilliant win. Yes, it was. And uh, we've got um, another face. Oh, Luke. Good evening, Luke. Great result and real team effort today. Um, James Cook, brilliant performance. A joy to watch. It reminds me of why I'm a Foxes fan. We've got Justin Ward. What a performance, Chris, especially the defence. I tell you what, I didn't think they actually looked like troubling us at all. Well, maybe the penalty, but we'll come on to that later. Jay, good evening on YouTube. Great result. Everybody played brilliantly up the Foxes. Uh, Tony, we're going to say, get in the city. 2-0 flattered Chelsea. I could have been more, but we will take that. Um, Joss. Hello, Josh. Hello. Too many folks saying that the first goal was from a <laughs> direct corner. <laughs> the beard stays. I th I would count that from a corner. I really would. Um, hello from Jennifer in books. Hello, Jennifer. How the devil are you? Uh, very happy. And Rudy, great result. The team really knows how to manage the game once we go ahead. It is looking that way. Uh, quickly bring in uh, Stephen Collins there. Solid performance. Okay, let's just move on from the comments for a while because we've got a couple of people waiting to come in. Um, we're going to oh, let me just get rid of that. Um, yeah, Mark, top of the league for now. We'll, we might just sing it later on when we get you in. <laughs> going to bring in Brad. Good evening, Brad. Good evening, Chris. How are you? I'm, well, extremely happy. Uh, are we going to sing it? We are top of the league. <laughs> we yeah, are well, top we of... are top of the league. And that's exactly and what you left me done. standing there. You left me standing. <laughs> and very yeah. nicely, and we'll get them in, because I'm sure he doesn't want to sort of sit through too much gloating. Uh, we've got Tom from uh, Chelsea Podcast, the Boo Podcast. Good evening, Tom. Good evening, lads. How you doing? Oh, well, probably I'm doing very well, mate. Are, I'm not sure about yourself, but I'm doing fine. <laughs> I'm sure you did so, much better. You have to hear us singing there. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> yeah. uh, how are you feeling? Do you, I mean, I've got to be looking. I've got to look at it and think. We, we bossed that game. Uh, I, I just put a tweet out, and I think the words that I think most Chelsea fans will be is gutted. To be honest, uh, seemed to lack a lot of drive in that game. Uh, we did. I think the only two players that. I don't know if you'll agree, seemed to show a bit of fight were uh, Mount and Pulisic, uh, the second half at least with Pulisic. So, yeah, you bossed most of the game. We didn't look like scoring. Um, so, so, yeah, go ahead and hand it to you for that. And, I mean, you are a team that's gone first now. So, I mean, yeah. losing 2-0 to the team in first can't be can't be too bad. I mean, could have been a lot worse probably. Um, but, yeah, uh, congrats to you guys for the uh, for the result. And Brad, Chelsea were the only team that Brendan hadn't beaten as a manager. And he can tick that off now, can't he? Yeah, we like to tick off, you know, annoying little niggles like that for, for managers or clubs. You know, we like to, to end these little runs. You know, Arsenal, first win at Arsenal in over 40 years. And now Brendan Rodgers... Has... Oh, I think Brad has frozen on us. Yeah, I think he's he's definitely <laughs> frozen. I'm going to come at just football. It's good to see. We we missed all of that, um, Brad. You might want to log off and log back on again because you you you're just freezing at the moment. All right. Well, it looks fine on my end, so that's why I'm just a bit confused here. I'll log out and I'll go on the link again. Yeah, yeah. Come back in, Tom. That means I'm going to sort of give you all the hassle. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was talking um, to Alex, Chelsea fan, on the on the preview show a couple of nights ago. Frank, is he be there at the end of the season? Do you think? Uh, it all depends on top four. Um, to be honest, obviously, I think most Chelsea fans would like him 
to be there uh, yeah. at the end of the season. But it, it does completely come down to uh, top four. If we get top four, then I think he stays. And uh, I think next season we can we can go again. Because I think if we get top four now, that's quite good, considering we are yeah. in seventh right now. And possibly, yeah. I think a lot of teams below us could actually move above us, which is... Uh, Slightly worrying. At least Arsenal will stay below us with two from for two points at least. But um, yeah, it's not good. Obviously, Arsenal uh, were fifteenth at one point in the season, and now they're two yeah. points behind us. So you you can you can say that we're uh, Lampard's probably in panic stations right now and are not very happy with his players. I mean, it can turn around. I mean, how long ago were we, we were having this exactly the same conversation with the Man United fans? And exactly, up yeah. until an hour ago, they, they, they were at the top of the league. So it can change. But what confuses me about Chelsea is last year you had your transfer embargo. You had to play the youngsters. All the youngsters came through. You did really well. You got third. You're in the Champions League. Transfer embargo lifts, you go out and spend millions and it kind of, wheels are coming off the wagon a bit. This was something that I think a lot of people predicted could happen at the start of the season was we've brought in so many players and it's going to completely rock the boat and we're going to, we're not going to play as well as we, well, it's not going to gel straight away and we gelled, we played really well at the start of the season. We went on an 18 game unbeaten streak after we lost to Liverpool early on in the season. And then, obviously, it's just, I think, a lot of teething issues with this team, a lot of them, with Havertz and Werner not quite fitting in an attack. ZX looked a bit bland since he come back from injury. Um, so, yeah. I, was, I, was, I was asked a question when I recorded a podcast today by a Villa fan. Um, were Werner and Havertz the board's decision or Lampard's decision? Because ever since he's brought them in, he hasn't really known where to play them. Mm. Although, although today he played Havertz as a as a ten and Werner off of a as a striker, but I don't know. It's this. It's you, you don't know, do you? As a, as a fan, you don't know what goes on behind the scenes. Well, we think we like to think we do. You know? <laughs> <laughs> well, well, welcome Brad back. Welcome back, Brad. Yeah, cheers. Uh, the weather's just terrible this end, so I just kicked my Wi-Fi off and I've just gone on data, so hopefully it runs a bit smoother this end. It's sounding good so far. Now, you said before, I think you've you've got a question for uh, for Tom, haven't you? Yeah, did, did you enjoy always spending £50 million on a left-back that quite can't cut it and gets found out? Because tonight, you... he, I'm sorry, mate, but that's what Leicester fans get frustrated with Ben Chilwell with. Well, he can be good. I'm not, you know, all... You know, tongue-in-cheek, all jokes aside, I just wanted to get that little comment out because we obviously give it to Maguire for Man United fans. But that's the side of Ben Chilwell that frustrated us because mm. he did, you know, you were looking for him tonight to go, I know how to deal with these players. I know where the gaps will come. And he just went, uh, and turned backwards. And he did oh, that yeah. so much for us. And you look at our oh. left side today, arguably up there as man of the match, Justin was up front. He was back. He was covering. He was. He knew where to be. You know, and do you just feel that now maybe you're thinking at least we didn't push the boat out and spend that, you know, earlier rumoured 60, 70, 80 million on him? Or do you just uh, think that was... I wouldn't say I necessarily think Chilwell's not going to be the future for Chelsea's left-back. Um, I think both Rhys James and Chilwell look, were poor today, really poor. Every time they got the ball, they were looking backwards before they were looking forwards. And which is kind of a complete car, like stark contrast contrast to about two months ago where every time they were looking down the line looking forwards and probably looked like the best fullbacks at some at one point in the season I'm, I'm probably being a Chelsea fan here, but at one point in the season they were looking like the best two fullbacks in the league and now they've just completely or, or the players or or uh must I think we're having uh, a few problems. Yeah, having a few problems with yourself as well here, Tom. I think this weather is uh, is is doing us all in. You know, um, yeah. as yeah. things sit at the moment, Tom, what what are your hopes for the rest of the season? Fourth place. <laughs> really? <laughs> Fourth place and, is our, is our hope. And Champions League? Can you go far in that? 
we got a tough game against Atletico Madrid. I think that will also be a, a test of, of the steel of the players um, in that in those two games, especially. Oh, is it is it two games still? I, I think it is. Yes. It is that too. Yeah. So that's going to be tough. Um, in the FA Cup, we got Luton, and we should we should get to the sixth round of the FA Cup. We should. Um, so maybe it's I don't know. I'd say getting to the getting to the quarter semi or final of the FA Cup would be good this season because obviously we got to the final last season and unfortunately yeah. lost to our Arsenal. Champions League again. I'd say if we can get to the quarters, I'd be happy with that. Uh, but I think I think the Premier League's the main focus. We have to get top four or win the FA Cup. Yeah, and. Being now, to ask, I'm going to ask you now to sort of kind of be honest. I mean, you saw what happened to Leicester last year. Uh, we mm-hmm. kind of dwindled away towards the end. Can we do it this year? Can we make the top four, do you think? I think you have a lot more depth this season. Your young players are looking fantastic. I mean, Justin and Fafara, to name a few. Um, but yeah, I think I think this season you've definitely got players stepping up up to the mark your bench looks a lot better you've actually got last season you kind of had you had your subs who come on and they wouldn't really up the level of of the team when they came on even though they had more energy than the rest of the team whereas now you've got players coming on who just add a bit more I mean Iose Perez is a good player to bring on <laughs> to be honest uh in that show I know he's not gonna ever be what everyone hoped he'd be at Man City but he's still obviously very good very good uh, player to bring on Brings a lot of energy and pace. Um, who else? Who was your third substitute? Um, Ricardo. Came uh, yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. The fact that you're bringing on Ricardo as, as a substitute is yeah. is crazy. Obviously, you've missed him for a long time through injury. Um, yeah. and I, th- I thought he was fantastic when uh, when you were playing well last season. Mm. Him and uh, Ndidi, I thought, were, were huge for you. And obviously, Ndidi's back now. I think for uh, from injury. He's looking like he's back from injury now, fully fit. So, yeah, I think I think this it's, it's going to be almost I think an opposite of of last season. You you started I think you start better last season. Um, to be honest with you, it was around the set. I know we're doing better than we are in the Premier League winning season. We were we were up a point on this part, this point then. But can you remember where we were at the halfway stage last year, Brad? I think we was in a, well, we weren't first, obviously, but we was in and around the same sort of position on the same sort of points. I think, I think before the game kicked off, they were saying that the, the last year Leicester went seventeen win, uh, only lost two uh, of the first nineteen games last season. But I feel, I just feel like that season contained a bit more draws in them first nineteen, get you know, games. So maybe we are a couple of points. Ahead of that, if if not, maybe a few more. It, it can't be too much in and around that mark. Hmm. Uh, it's just well, another impressive half of the season. And yeah. I think I would add that that's different to, to last season is, it, I, I mean, unfortunately, Leicester City, uh, FC, LCFC beat me to the punch because I listened to their aftermath while I was doing um, social media. And um, they already beat me to it. I kind of said, you know, this year, Man City beaten. Uh, Chelsea beaten, Spurs beaten, Arsenal beaten, Manchester United drawn, and Liverpool's the only big blot on, you know, on the on on the market the first nineteen, and I think when we came out of the nineteen before that, um, we lost to Liverpool, we lost to Man City, we drew with Chelsea, um, at that point I don't think we beat Spurs. I could be wrong, and I can't remember our United result, but we didn't get as positive results as you need to against the sides if you're to be serious talk, as we rightly should be, I feel on if you you know, if you base a team on current form, to be talking about a top four side and and being in that race for a, a, a title, no matter I don't care who you are and what your opinion is on Leicester City, you take it on form or as my favourite thing in the world, stats, you know, as Chris will point out later, you know, um, Leicester City are definitely in that race because they're beating the teams not only around them. Yes, we've had a few dodgy results. Who hasn't this season? But we're also beating the teams that you need to beat if you're going to oust them to first place. And yeah. that's a big testament to last season. In comparison. It's almost the exact opposite to, to Chelsea. Yeah, like we've we've yeah. got two points against teams above us. 
which yeah. is just shocking, <laughs> to be honest. So yeah, no, you've, you've, I think I think almost what I was going to say. Well, with the compared to last season, you're almost looking like you're getting better still this season. Yeah. Whereas last season you started dropping off, kind of like the opposite. Yeah, you could you could see it in like the West Ham game and and, and a few games in and around that. Even though we picked up a good win against Newcastle at the start of the year. There was a few jittery performances in between that one. We were still getting wins, but you could see it. And you know, when you get them like that, and I think you had, you know, before you played us, yes, you got the win, but it was a bit jittery against a ten-man Fulham. I think they're the games that kind of stick in a player's mind. And you came today, and we just squeezed you out of everything. You were like a roller two pace to us at the end of its life, and we just squeezed you out at every point. And you don't do that, that to Chelsea. That's a you don't, do that that you don't come across very often, isn't it? Your your team's yeah. like a, a tube of toothpaste. It was <laughs> today, though, wasn't it? That one. Yeah, but, but uh, you don't do that for a Chelsea side, do you? You don't do no. that to a Chelsea side on but that I, day. I think this season, I mean, the difference is, because, of course, it was around this time last season that it started to sort of go wrong a little bit. But... Um, like you, you alluded to earlier, Tom, we've got the bench now. You know, when, mm. when the big players dropped out last season, we haven't got the players really to come in and carry that on. Where this season, we've had to have those players at the start of the season because we had so many injuries. And we went out and bought, but we didn't buy quantity. No disrespect to yourselves. We bought quality. Not saying that yours weren't, but we, we, we just bought the three. And... It now, as you look at that bench, that, that's a bench that, that could almost, let's say, be a first team. Big statement. <laughs> yeah, it is. But I think, you know, when you look at sort of, you know, Luke Thomas, who, who's um, who's a youth player, he's, he scored in the Europa League, you know. Or Brighton, who at the start of the season, I've got to be honest with you, I thought was probably past it and uh, and on his on his, you know, coming on as a super sub, is starting every game. Fuchs played about 10 in a row for us and was virtually, you know, playing on crutches at the end. He's getting on a bit, but, you know, it's looking good. But, Tom, I'm going to thank you for coming in. I'm going to let you go because I've got somebody else thanks just in the uh, win. Thank, thanks for taking it on the chin. Uh, I'll just quickly uh, just quickly show you this before we go, um, oh. if it works. You, you might, you know, just, just to remind you of, you know, <laughs> what it feels like. Yeah, thank you very much, mate. Hey, anytime. There's nothing, nothing like kicking the fan of another club when, when we beat them. Yeah. <laughs> Tom, right, take well, care, uh... mate. Good luck for the rest of the season, unless you play us again. And um, we'll speak soon. Yeah, speak soon. Cheers, guys. Cheers, yeah, mate. Cheers, All the best. Thanks a lot. Bye-bye. Everything is not working. Ah, there we go. No, the right. been a pain in the arse. Well, and and uh, talking of pain in the arse, that wasn't a, an introduction to Mark, but good evening, <laughs> good evening, Mark. Thank you for joining us. Yeah, cheers, Chris. Hi, brother. You are? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Very happy. Yourself? Yeah, happy as Larry, mate. Happy as Larry. Top, top of the league, guys. Um, fact, let, let, I mean, let's let's. Well, let me just have a look. We'll, we'll, some comments before we 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 go through the match. Um, Let's just go back here. Wesley Farner, yeah, he had a, had a great game. Um, Leicester side this season looks stronger than the one that won the league. Yeah, and in all honesty, I just hope we keep them all and not lose them in the summer, Luke. Um, we beat Spurs 2-1 at the start. Yeah, we did, I remember it now. Yeah. Uh, we lost to Man United twice to Liverpool before 219 actually ended. Mm. Um just to catch up with the comments here. Uh, Justin, good evening, Justin. You could tell from the off we wanted the game. We closed every ball down and won most of the second balls. Um, Vaughan, hello, Vaughan. How the devil are you, sir? Man City spent a load and didn't win the league. Money not enough to win the league. I, I think we know that, don't we, from our, from our own history. Bookline from America. I'm impressed with Tom's knowledge of Leicester. Maybe a good second team for you. I've got to give Tom credit for coming on, to be honest with you. Um, Facebook user again here. This season is really open and we're beating the teams that are expected to be in the top six. But we have been such as Everton, West Ham and Southampton. 
And just book line before we go on, move on. We played too well. Now Chelsea will buy all our players. We looked like a team, Brad. They didn't look like a team. Yeah, and you know, I, I, I might have used a bit of a, a unique phrase to describe it, but it was it was the case. We didn't let Chelsea play like a team either. I mean, they were so shaky at the back, and it's it's a nice familiar pattern to see. We've done it to a few of the big sides, and we we did it at parts against Southampton on Sunday night as well. And we just press and press and press. You know, it's like we, we you know every time they pushed the ball towards our box, we squeezed it back out, and it was just it was. You know, normally when, even if it's 2-0, it gets to 10 minutes and that's when the jitters start, you start pacing, you start doing your 10-minute ritual where you make a brew or you're looking away and everything. I don't think I felt that comfortable watching a, a 2-0 scoreline against a side like that and thinking, that, that's mm. it now. I know where Leicester are going to go to it and there's nothing Chelsea can do about it. And, and that was something that was really good to see because we just shut them out and they just didn't get through. And Mark, looking, looking at the game... Five minutes in, one nil up. Was was that was that scored from the corner? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I think. Oh come on, come on! I'm going for. It was in the same period passage of play, was it not? Well, if you see that they they put it up afterwards about the corners taken, that was after that goal was scored, and it still showed us as a zero. I don't think it was directly from the corner, so it, it won't count as that. I don't think, but it was a good start. I think we needed that to set ourselves down. Perfect start. I couldn't believe it to be honest. One nil up after five six minutes, happy days, and then we bossed it from there. We did, and Schmeichel um, had had a good game. I mean, in the thirtieth minute, my God, I thought he was going to run up into their half. Brad, it was a, a sweeper keeper like never before. No, it was awful. His head was all over the place. He should have been. He should have at least made a keeper work from that angle. You know, he's he's getting a bullet <laughs> header from there. It's just no good. Now I could believe it when he's doing a flying Dutchman on the halfway line, but. I mean, even the commentator said you'd have heard him all around Leicester, let alone on that pitch. It was very I was just a bit worried he was going to do, what do they call it? Is it the scorpion kick? Yeah. the Columbia goalkeeper did. <laughs> Can you imagine? But, um, Mark, penalty for them? Well, no, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. Well, <laughs> but you know what I mean. It was outside. It was outside, clearly outside. It was a bit... Uh, Party mouth time. I thought I thought it was close, but looking back at it, it wasn't in the area. So if it was given, I'd be up in arms about that. Um, so yeah, it could have could have changed the game if that was given otherwise. But definitely outside, and Evans was a lucky boy. He he was, but um, it was nice to have a, a VAR decision go for us, uh, Brad. Yeah, it was, and you know, in the last couple. Um, of games, the VAR decisions have been used in the right way, and they've and, and they've worked right, and they're just showing that once somebody calms down and untwists their underwear, you know, and and people get a brain cell that that want to give the rules out for VAR, the technology is actually decent for the game because, you know, had that had that penalty been awarded and not been able to check or not check because it was clearly inside the box, I feel like Johnny Evans was a bit thankful, but he seemed to kind of know that. He was going to give away a silly one, but he was going to be safe. And the technology obviously overruled the decision. I think that's why the delay was in the referee's decision, Thomas, because it was a foul. I just think the referee yeah. was like, was it in? Wasn't it in? And with the technology in hand, it was easy for him to give it and let the computer tell him otherwise. And we got away with it in a sense. But I think Johnny Evans was like probably 90% sure in his head that he got it right. And we went down the other end and, and, and completely killed him off. I mean, it was we, great we to see. We, yeah, I mean, Johnny Evans was probably the, the the one person on the pitch that was at that point confident that it it, it was outside. Um, two nil, nice strike from Madison, Mark. Yeah, he's he's doing well, and he's really picked up his game since he's come back from his injury. He was. Uh, not doing what he was doing now before that, but he's he's been brought back into the team. Brendan's done really well with him, putting him back in gently and giving him a game, then resting him, giving him a game. And he looks the business now. He's uh, I enjoyed his his interview after the match. I thought he was brilliant in that. I don't know if you uh, saw it. I, I didn't see it, but I've seen a lot of a lot of posts. I I, I must admit, when 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 if you're in the Facebook group, I tend to not 
let a lot of repeats of the same posts go up. But there must have been about 10 or 11 posts all saying what a good interview it was. I allowed one and then had to sort of delete the rest. But um, what was it? It was a good interview, was it? Yeah, it was. They were basically probing him to ask him if we're top contenders and all like that. And he was saying, look, I've, I've got to do the right thing and say it comes game by game. We're happy being the underdogs. We'll just keep doing what we're doing. And mm. all the Liverpools, the Man Uniteds and all of them can just fight it out and we will just keep doing what we're doing. We're a team. And it come across really well and a bit tongue-in-cheek. You'll have to go back and have a look at it because it was a fantastic interview. I think Mark will probably, Mark Chorner will probably post it for me. He's good like that. Um, Brad, that, that second goal by Madison, and, and I went on, um, Josh, who does the pre-show with me, was doing a watch along, and I, and I joined in with him at half-time, and he asked me this, so I'm going to ask you, you the same question that he asked me. Had Madison missed for that second goal, would we have got a penalty for the foul on Vardy? I think so. I, th- I, th- I think it was. Uh, I think you could tell that really that uh, the referee was just like, "Have a shot," you know. The, I think the referee was more hoping that that, that that there was either a save or it nestled in the net like he did, so he didn't have to pull it back for a penalty. Mm. Uh, and I, 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 maybe I'm being harsh here, but I think had he gone back for the penalty, you may have seen a yellow card because uh, it baffled me. Like the commentator said in the game as well, I was a bit confused as to why he even bothered jumping into Vardy like that. It was it was kind of like in it in a way it was it reminded me of what Aurier did to Fafana in the, in in the Spurs game to give away a penalty for them. You know, it was just it was odd, it was ridiculous. He, you know, Vardy was very clever in what he does, so you know you could maybe give a lot of credit to Vardy for doing what he does best. And in in the end. You know, yeah, the penalty would have been given if it didn't, but it wasn't needed. And that's just credit to the improvement that we've demanded as fans and the managers demanded of, of the likes of Madison and Barnes in that department to put them balls in the net and not have them saved. I, I was must admit, um, Mark, that when I first saw that, I, I thought that Vardy had actually gone down to let the ball go through for, uh, for Madison to score. I didn't realise it was a foul straight away. Yeah, I'd, I'd have said it would have been given as a penalty if um, Madison had to put it away. To be honest, yeah. when that was too busy concentrating on Vardy and what was going on mm. with him, and then it, it kind of went through to Madison, he put it in. So I was kind of like, oh, yeah, fantastic. But rather yeah. more than have to rely on a penalty kick, I'm sure Vardy would have put it away, but more than happy for, for it to be let to play on and uh, get the goal that way. Mark, uh, Mark, I'm going to stay with you for this comment because this is from a Chelsea fan, obviously. Um, but uh, I think you guys got lucky tonight. Oh, we were very lucky, weren't we? Very, very lucky. It's a good job. Um, <laughs> we think we were lucky tonight. Listen, we played as a team tonight. Chelsea have got so many star players, and I'd love to have one or two of them in our side. But having star players doesn't make a team, and that's what Leicester are doing well um, this season. They're playing as a team. There's a good unity there. We didn't get lucky tonight. We we outplayed you. We beat you two 0 Could have been three four nil. So yeah. no, not not unlucky. Not lucky at all. No, no. I think uh, if that's lucky, long may it continue. Exactly. Uh, Kurt, we're just going to say a quick hello to Kurt, who's actually out in China at the moment. Nice of you to join us, Kurt. So he needs to wake up at four a.m. to watch these late ah. games. Really <laughs> But I couldn't be happy getting up to watch this Leicester team right now. I've never been so excited to watch Leicester. And then he did add since 2016. Um, <laughs> Mark saying here, um, Castagna uh, showed tonight that he we, that we don't, won't miss uh, Chilwell at all. He's a much better defender. I've got to be honest with you. Like I've, I've often said, I, I wasn't. I was quite a fan of, of Chilwell. I think he, I didn't get all the hatred towards him, but. Brad, we've got in Castagna and we've got in James and, and the emerging talent of, of Thomas and, of course, we've got Piera. We're not, as much as I liked him, we're not going to miss him. No, no, we're not. And I think I, I know it was a bit tongue-in-cheek when I gave him stick for spending £50 million on him. But, uh, I, I mean, maybe Mark well, I, could give his opinions on the thing. Would you say that Chelsea tonight probably saw what we, what we as Leicester fans saw of Chilwell when he can be frustrating? Because a lot of times... When you know you've got the likes of knowing what 
Leicester are capable of and what your ex-teammates can do, which is press you like we have been doing for most of the 19 games this season so far, that we press and press and press the back line into a mistake. Chilwell seemed to hold the ball up and play into our hands tonight. And I feel like Chelsea got the frustrating side of Ben Chilwell, which Leicester fans maybe led to him getting a lot more grief when we lost games and it was a bit sterile going forward because he didn't move that ball forward a lot for them tonight. I know uh, James didn't do much on the other side of them either. Um, do you think that maybe Chelsea kind of got their eyes onto why we weren't too concerned about him leaving? Yeah, 100%. Listen, I was never I was never a lover of Chilwell. I wasn't his biggest fan. And for that exact reason, he looks good going forwards. He can put a good ball in, but he's no good defending. And I think we've... We've managed to get £50 million for a player and replaced him with a better player. I mean, it's just what we do, isn't it? And you look at Maguire and we've got Fafana. We've got a better defender in Fafana. I don't know if you was watching after. I'm sure you wouldn't be, Chris, because you're busy with this. But they were, Jamie Redknapp was talking about Fafana and he was talking he's going to be the best in Europe in a year or two's time. And we just yeah. seem to have getting good money for good players. I'm not going to say the average because they are good players, but replacing them with just as good. And I was never a lover of Chilwell and you're quite right, he goes missing and if you, we, we did play a lot down that side so we knew where, where to target and we put a lot down that, that side and we got a lot of joy from it. I tell you what, with, with, with Fafana as well, I don't know if, he's, if he, he certainly doesn't have a future in football, I think he could do the 100 metres. I mean, he did that run three quarters of the pitch and it was one of those, he was going, like, go on, mate, go on. I mean, it was a great run, wasn't it, Brad? Yeah, it was. I think if you could give him a, a cartoon nickname, you'd definitely have one calling him the Roadrunner because he just flies. I mean, he put that ball about 10 yards in front of him. Before that ball could finish getting 10 yards in front of him, he was a yard ahead of the ball. He was that quick. He just flew into their half. I mean, sometimes he was that close with Ndidi doing the defensive work. It's like, which one of them's come away with it? And all of a sudden, you know, next thing you know, there's there's someone up at the edge of their box and you're going, it's bloody Fafana. You forget what his job's ahead to do. He's supposed to be our centre-back. And all of a sudden you're going, yeah. don't go too far, don't go too far. But he's brilliant on the ball and, and he's he, he's, he frightens you, doesn't he? You don't want that as a midfielder or an attacker to deal with. You don't want that nightmare in front of you blocking and, and, and chasing down everything and not letting you get away you know, get away from him. You don't want that as a midfield, a defensive midfielder or, or, or a centre-back seeing the opposition centre-back running past you. It, it must be horrible to play against him. And Mark, he, he nearly started the second half, got, got, well, he had a free header, it just, just went wide. Justin, yeah, he should have put that away to be fair to him. Well, I think it was Fafana, wasn't it? No, it was Justin. No, it was Justin. Justin. Was it? Oh, I've, oh. Oh, fair. I've got Fafana written down. Just shows what I know. I mean, we haven't we haven't got that defender that, as good as they are. The one criticism, I suppose, is that I can't remember the last time a defender scored a goal. It will come, Chris, because I can see yeah. beast. He's a beast, and I think when we get one, continuing getting because. Evans is good in the air. And Fafana, he's so hungry to get on the end of that ball. You watch him when the ball's coming in from a corner. He is proper trying to get his head on that ball. And it will come. And it's probably just a little stigma that we've got at the minute that we're not scoring from corners and getting their head on it. But it will come. I, I no doubt that we'll get a Fafana or Evans will score from a corner. Right. Should we have a look at, uh, at something nice? Go on, then. And it's not me and me... <laughs> you thought it was going to be me in the uh, in my boxers then, didn't you? Mankini, I'll put it away. If I did, it's going to be a blue one. But uh, top of the league there. I mean, it might only be for um, twenty four hours, but you you just don't know this season, do you? I mean, we're a point better off than we were in fifteen sixteen. And I said earlier with. Um, with Josh in, 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 in the pre-match. And I, I know sort of in the in that in that season I'd go into every match thinking we're playing a top team. Is this gonna be the one we're gonna lose? And we didn't obviously apart from Arsenal. I've get that feeling that this season, Mark. I mean, you know, it's like, you know, Man City, we beat them. All right, Liverpool, I know we haven't, but Arsenal, Tottenham. 
Chelsea, these are the games I've been thinking like, is this going to be the one that goes wrong? And we're not. We're winning. Could it happen again? Yeah, of course it could. We, Of course it could. We're there, not by fluke, we're there on merit. And, mm. and people say, oh, people got games in hand and all that kind of thing. Listen, I'd rather have the points on the board than the game in hand. Mm. The top exactly. of the points are in the bag. And yes, 100% we are in this title race. 100% in this title race. And we've got through a sticky patch at the start of the season when all our players are out injured, let's not forget that. And we're still there. And now we've got players coming back. Forever get back in the team. I think we'll probably see him on the right hand side, him and not right and changing. And we've got people on the bench. I mean, it's fantastic. We've got people that can come in now and do a job. We will be there at the end of the season. I have no doubt about it that we will not drop out of that top four. And we've got a very good chance of fighting for it all the way. Yeah. I've just been reminded here, and, and I take my hat off to the guy. There you go. Um, James did score a, a, a quite amazing goal a, a couple of games ago. I was thinking more from sort of a header from you know coming in in the old Steve Walsh. But no, that is a very good point. We've got to give. Uh, we can't. We can't forget that goal by, by Justin. Uh, Brett says here, Brad um, Saint Etienne must be gutted at the price we paid for Fafana. The, the rumours <laughs> are that they, they were annoyed that they didn't get. Slomani is part of the deal. Well, I mean, the less said about Slomani, the, the better. I think there's a lot of hidden stories behind closed doors about Slomani as to whatever reason why it didn't work out here, why he fell out of favour and he's not got back in favour with any manager since his arrival and, and who's been in here. But uh, I don't think they're gutted about the price they got for Fana because they set it. Maybe the fans might have wanted a bit more seeing what he's doing, but... Hindsight's a beautiful thing. I think the more gutted they got Powell in charge <laughs> because uh, I would be. I'd be. I, you know, if I could get my money back in any of them, I'd try and say, well, I don't want Powell in charge because I think another manager would have put his foot down. I think the board wanted the money and set the price and will gladly pay it because it looks like pence, doesn't it, right now? Yes. And I've got another thing. I love this name. This is another Chelsea fan. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for watching and coming on. Cheap Slime. That, that has got to be a great YouTube name, hasn't it? Cheap Slime. <laughs> Good game, guys. Um, and you smashed us. Uh, glad you smashed us so we can get rid of Fat Frank. This is what I was saying before about um, about about Frank. He's not slow at pulling the old firing trigger, is he, Mark? And I'm just wondering, you know... People have won more than Frank and got fired at Chelsea. Hundred um, percent. I put a post on on in the group saying uh, a bit tongue in cheek, but with a bit of uh, possibility to it that Frank Lampard will be getting sacked in the morning. Don't be surprised mm -hmm. if it happens at all because they're off the pace at the minute. They look disorganised, and he doesn't seem to know what his best team is. He's chopping and changing all the time. He's he needs to learn his craft before he went in there. And let's be honest, he went to Derby. He didn't get them promoted. And they had a better team than what they have now. And not really cutting it at Chelsea. I, I would not be surprised if he gets sacked. I would not be surprised me at all. Um, but then they might Mark's get... Mark's saying here, um, will, Trace, will, Tracy, will Chelsea try to purchase Rodgers? I think that's the one club that they're saying that he won't go to because of his past history there, Brad. I don't think he'll go anyway. I mean, you know, it was very justified his move leaving, you know, the Scottish League to come and do what he's done here at Leicester. And that was a logical move in, in, in sense of, despite what they've won in the history, current climate, Leicester are obviously doing a lot better than Celtic in any shape and form. And you've got to ask yourself, why would you do or go to all the effort to build a team up just to go, well, now I'm going to go join ninth place Chelsea or whatever they are. You're not going to do it because I, I, there was something about them players and sometimes maybe it comes to the weight of expectation and, and the pressure of, of the big money move. Uh, you know, a lot of their players tonight seem to just lose it. They, 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 they lost that effort. They lost that confidence that they could get a result. Once it got to about 65 minutes, I think Leicester got through that crunch stage of a second half, Chelsea's heads just went again. Their momentum seemed to drop them. That's when we had a few chances. You know, Tillemans could have wrapped it up. Uh, Justin with that header could have could have got a third, like you said. 
Um, and I think that just shows where Leicester's desires never drop. I mean, even, you know, in recent weeks, we've given these players stick and, all right, today, maybe for one of them, it still wasn't much to improve on. But again, you saw the effort of the players that came on the pitch. Whether it was the best of quality is neither here nor there. The effort was there and that's what matters. Sometimes you can forgive the lack of talent if they're at least trying like Perez did when he came on today. Well, we're going to mention We'll ask Mark about this. Perez for Madison. What did you think of Perez? It was only a sort of 15 minutes. I mean, I don't think there was the need to make the change before. Uh, Perez for Madison. Yeah, he took, the, he took the ball into their half, held it up well, done mm. his bit, worked hard. He's, he's coming good, I think, Perez, as much as uh, Brad won't, won't appreciate that. He is, he is doing the business at the minute and he does look like a natural sub to come on. And He's looking more like uh, not, you know... Maybe we've always judged him by expecting him to get the goals, but that break that he seemed to have seems to, have, you know, regalvanised him. If yeah, you like, Brendan would have said to him, "Look, get on there. If you can get hold of the ball, you try and keep it, take it into mm-hmm. their side." And he, he probably did exactly what he was told. I've been quite impressed with his last few games when he's when he's played. To be honest, so Madison got an early night, early shower. Yeah, days which managed to. Take- I'm sticking with you on this one, uh, Mark. Ricardo coming on for all Brighton. Was that in response, do you think, to Werner? Whatever it was, it was nice to see him back, wasn't it? Yeah, hundred percent. Nice to see him on the pitch. I was. Um, I'll give. I'll give one of the guys I mentioned, Joshua Burton. I've been had a bit of back and forth with him today on one of the threads, and it was about uh, Chengiz under and all Brighton. And it, they were basically saying, why isn't underplaying? And I said, because Albrighton is better. And then we had this back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. And Albrighton proved me right tonight. I mean, what he did and his, his unsung hero, he was fantastic tonight and he deserved his little rest. It's going to be interesting to see how Pereira fits back into the team, if I'm honest. I thought they would play a back five today to get Soyuncu yeah. sides, but it didn't, didn't materialise like that. But um, yeah, nice to see him back. Nice to see him fit. And probably the right side of midfield is where we're likely to see him going forward. And Brad, I've I've got to do this again because I will do this every time until he comes on and scores. <laughs> You'll be waiting a long time. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, the thing is, he had about five minutes. He couldn't really do much, yeah. could he? Yeah. No, and again, he, he came on and did what was expected of him, soak it up. If it came to him, soak it up. And, you know... Right now, maybe that's just Rogers still allowing him to get minutes on the pitch. Because right now, unless he brings someone in, that is our go-to man. If we need to bring Vardy up and manage his, his, his hip niggle that he's had for a while, it's a perfect thing to do. You take him out of the limelight. You're not putting him on at nil-nil or one-all or one all or one-nil. And you're putting him on with 20 minutes to go and saying, get us the get us the extra goal or find us the winner. And he doesn't do it. Right now, you're kind of going you know, put your arm around him, reset him. And he did seem a bit more energised. I know he didn't have too much to do and, he, you know, he didn't have too many minutes to come around and and that. But right now, he's the only one we've got and we're using him right. We, Like you said, drag, give give Vardy an extra five minutes with a bit of an ice pack, get get an early soak, use him for what he's there for right now until he starts upping them performances and, and warranting more minutes. He, he's doing his job. He's coming on to help the squad. And, you know, going into Brentford, you're probably seeing, you know, you never thought, I know it was an injury to Ricardo, obviously, and, and a few others, but you never thought you'd be looking at the likes of Brentford game and going, oh, we can rotate with some really good players like Mendy, like Ricardo, like Soyuncu. I'm glad to see that he's not accommodated for them players coming back and he's gone to them, here's your place, earn it. You want to yeah, play no, it. I, I, you know my feeling uh, on that totally is, if you know, uh, you no matter who you are, if the player that's in your position is doing the business, that they the shirt is theirs, theirs to lose. Could yeah. have been an interesting five minute last five minutes though, Brad. If um, VAR hadn't come to a rescue again, it was another um, armpit hair onside offside, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. But I, sometimes I think you warrant when you work so hard and do as well as we've doing because you know talk of corners and not uh, you know. Uh, and all that aside, you know, because we've also not been conceding from set pieces. I can't remember the last time we conceded directly from a corner. So it works at both ends. And in fact, yes, we're not scoring from them, but we look like scoring from them, but we don't look like conceding from them. And, you know, the, the effort and the squeeze 
and the, and the, as as the most famous Roger saying this season is to counter press the way Leicester go about their business. It probably warranted that you know that effort and that sharpness and communication and, and links to know to push up and and leave them on that whether it was by the hair or toenail or, or by half an inch he was offside and you know probably warrant that bit of decision going in your favour. Let's have a look and we'll go to Mark first with this because as we always do with man of the match and the team and the manager's performance, um, Alan Bennett always does it for me. And I always say this because people say to me like, oh, I don't agree with that. It's all about opinions. This is the guy that I've asked to give his opinion. And in fairness to him, it is literally within you know first two or three minutes of the whistle being blown. He makes that decision. He doesn't have a sort of half an hour to go away and think about it and look at the stats. But... Do you, do you agree with this, Mark? He, he's gone for nine for the manager, and I think the manager got it spot on tonight. I really, really do. The team did what they had to do. Um, we soaked the pressure up. You know, they, they didn't, even when they, you know, had, and they had most of the possession. They had 64% possession, but we just controlled them. And for Fafana, man of the match. Yeah, uh, Madison, obviously a contender for man of the match. He played fantastic. But if you were going to, if whatever you told me there, my man of the match would have been Fafana. He's an absolute yeah. beast of a player. I think we've got a gem of a player there. Uh, he was brilliant all match. I mean, his, his little cheeky trip at the end of the game there. And he just walked away nonchalantly, like, yeah, I needed to do that. He's been fantastic since he's been here. And he, he really showed tonight. He. Nothing got past him. I think Evans was a bit dodgy tonight, to be honest. I thought he was a bit erratic and he, he looked a bit out of sorts. But it was it was glad to see that we've got Fafana next to him and he looks a cool, calm customer for his age and we've got one other player there. Brad, I was surprised not to see Soyuncu back and him actually just giving Fafana a rest. I mean, I don't know if Fafana has... Um, Three Weetabix every morning, but the the guy is, he's, I think he's probably. Play, I don't know. He, he he seems to have played every single game. Um, agree with those stats? I would have probably even give it um, a perfect ten today. I don't, you know, I don't, I think the the very few times that Chelsea managed to find any space uh, in that team, how many times did we see them get in space? And not only were they instantly two to two to three to a man. But they ended up back at the goalkeeper. And mm-hmm. that was something that was very pleasing that when it came down to it, when push came to shove, that any time Chelsea did attack us, you know, we were actually not just keeping them out. It wasn't like they were thumping shots and we were throwing bodies on the line. Um, you know, they they cleared the ball and worked it out. And, and that's something that, that seems that no matter what part of the phase of play it is, Leicester are always even though sometimes it might not look it, but they're very calmness personified. Um, yeah. in, in everything they do and like I said every time even if it was for a second or two that they got the ball out wide in a bit of space before he could think what to do with the ball he was closed down and the next thing you know they're going what well, the hell was Reese James doing with the ball how have we gone from the edge of their box or in their box to back at our own box and it's yeah. just by doing what we've been doing and I wasn't surprised overall which might sound a shock with how well fans favourite and, and you know player of the season in Leicester's eyes and a lot of others at uh, other clubs last year, so I want you not being in a team. But that team's undroppable right now. And, you know, don't fix what's not broken sort of thing. I think Sionchu might come in for Evans for the Cup, but that's the joys of this team. That's the joys of what we've been shown over the last seven, you know, three or four months, yeah. what this whole squad's capable of. I'm not even bothered about Brentford in regards oh, look, to the terms of the Luke's agreeing with you totally there. I think we're blessed to have first legs in so and Ricardo for the Cup. Uh, I would keep the winning team as it is. Don't try to fix it if it ain't broken. And like I say, yeah, as long as the team that, that, that's got the shirts is playing well, then you should stay to it. Uh, Scott, I'll probably get shot down for this, but I'd like to see Barnes lead the line against Brentford. Mark, would you agree with that? No, it'll, it'll be in actually, I would have thought. Barnes is, Barnes is doing the business where he is. Um, I think he can play in that role. If we don't manage to get a replacement for Vardy, then Barnes is more than capable to lead the line. But yeah. it, it'll be in our show. It might even be Perez. I'd, I'd, for me, I'd like to see Perez uh, up there on his own. I think he could do the business up there. Yeah. And, of course, we forgot to mention, I mean, Albrighton, he just goes on and on and on. For me, he's, he's been, you know... I didn't expect him to be 
in this position because you know as you know I'm a big under fan and I thought it was going to be under that was was going to mm-hmm. sort of nail that position down but all Brighton's got it and he was unlucky with the goal again offside uh, Brad yeah, he was, and bless him, it'd have been nice, and he ended a long run without a goal against Stoke, and it'd have been nice if it was like a buses and they two came along at once. But that just shows the, the the attitude of the squad. You've not just got Vardy anymore, and it was a big point that was but talked about on 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 the commentary I was watching on. You know, don't want to say it too loud, but they're actually quite respectful and, and praising of Leicester on every unit tonight. You know, all Brighton gets a goal that was just offside tonight. Perez looked really good going forward, and and it fell a bit better to him when he was running, niggling his way through. He could have got shot away. Tillemans could have done better with his chance. You've got a team that kind of reminds me of the 90s under O'Neill. You've got five or six goal scorers in that team. Not the tidiest, not the most prolific, even though Barnes has got 10 and Madison has got a few now, but they're capable. And that's what it's good to see this season. That's where we needed the biggest improvement yeah. and we've got it. Yeah. Um... Craig made the point there, just to end on here, uh, Mark. Um, let me just clear. Let me just try and bring it back up again. Um, here we go. I think this is the one. Um, if it's going to work, no, it, it's refusing to work. It was basically saying that Evans and oh, here we go. Evans and um, Fafana both on four yellows, but. It, it, you know, we, we, we've got the players to come in, haven't we? Yeah, 100%. I mean, um, I think uh, one of the others is on four yellows as well. But yeah, if, if if they if they get another one and they have to sit out for a match... No, they don't. They don't now. We've passed our halfway point. It goes up to 10 for us now because we've passed the threshold of halfway. They were talking about Tillemans before the match. They were yeah. saying if he got booked, he would have got a ban, but he has to get through this game. Um, um. Yeah, so okay. I, th- I think I could be wrong. Someone might correct me, but I think now Leicester have officially finished half the calendar of fixtures. Their next league game, it will be for them. It will be for um, uh, ten yellow cards before you miss matches. Thankfully, oh, there you go. Hopefully, you're right, bro. Even if they didn't, <laughs> <laughs> guys. It's um, God, twenty to midnight. When uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start coming on here with the uh, to make Leicester City sleeping hats and Leicester City yeah. pajamas soon at this rate. We'll have a midnight party. <laughs> yes, it was uh, no longer tonight's game. It was remember the game yesterday. You know? yeah. <laughs> Guys, thanks very much for joining. I'll see you tomorrow night, Mark. Yeah. And we're going to look at the transfer show. You've got a couple in mind that we're going to talk about, haven't you? Yeah, we'll have a look at a couple. and we'll also Is talk- one of them Danny Ings by any chance? Because I've heard a lot of people bring him up. You're going to be talking about him? Well, we can do. I, I didn't have him in mind. We'll talk about a couple. And we're also going to have a look whether we should be uh, purchasing under come the end of the season. Yeah. I might have to well, join you for that. Thanks very much, mate. <laughs> and I'll see you tomorrow night at 7 o'clock. Cheers, guys. See you later. Yeah, cheers, mate. See you later. Brad, thanks very much for that again. Uh, incisive as always. Um, and I didn't I didn't even bring up the stats. I know, right? You must really love me today. I must have done really well today. <laughs> I have got them, to be honest with you. I have got them. Just just in care. I could still yeah. do it. Hey, now, where's for... that X button? Where's that X button quick? <laughs> I will see you on when we're playing it Sunday, is it for the bit for the uh for the, the FA Cup game, I will see you oh, then. If it's Sunday, I'll see you Sunday, mate. Sunday, I think it is. I think it's Sunday. Um, thanks for joining us tonight, mate. Take care and stay safe. Yeah, no worries. It's been a pleasure. Stay safe, guys. See you. Thanks very much. Thanks very much, everybody, for joining us. Um, top of the league. Should we just remind ourselves where are we? Yes, we are top of the league. It might only be 24 hours, and the way things are going, obviously, this uh, this season, you uh, it changes pretty regularly. Three times in one day once, I think it was. Um, thanks for joining us. Remember, if you want to watch this on Catch Up on YouTube, Leicester Till I Die TV. And if you want to catch this as a podcast and listen back to it, and of course, why wouldn't you? Then um, you can catch us on all the main podcast platforms. I got it right this time, including Apple iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, and Google itself, all under Lester Till I Die. My thanks to Mark. My thanks to Brad. 
I'm going to go now, have some cocoa and get into bed and um, maybe try and find the highlights somewhere. <laughs> thanks for watching, guys. It's all for you. Thanks for your comments. Thanks for joining in. We'll see you tomorrow night at 7 for the um, transfer show. Get in there with any comments that you want to make on uh, who you think we should be signing. I'll see you then at 7. Take care. Stay safe. Good night now. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver-assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.